Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Hi, this is Michael Uslan. You're listening to Batman on Film. I'm vengeance. I have given a name to my pain. The Batman. Always waiting for some Batman to save you. It's simple. We are killed. The Bat of Gotham. Welcome to episode 96 of the Batman on Film Social Hour podcast. I am the host of this little old show here on Batman on Film, Bill Jet Ramey. Ryan, did I ever tell you, Ryan Haas, senior BOF contributor, did I ever tell you the story about how back in 1998 I created Batman on Film on a, on a web TV? I, don't, I haven't told that story very often, but I was wondering, I've, have you I'm been sure on the show? I've, I told I've you that story it. before. I think you have told me that story. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm not, okay. I don't want to be redundant here. I think I've told R- Lauer. There's another one. Another. I, this is the the Ryan show, so I don't have to go by Haas. I usually, if I have y'all individually, I can. You know, I'm just it's Ryan. But now I've got I've got the Ryan zone. The BOF Ryans are here. Um, Ryan Lauer, how are you, sir? I'm great. Thank you. Um, happy to be here. To a very humbling chapter this is because here i thought i knew some things mm-hmm. and then um the topic at hand the specifics of it i'm like oh i even if you think you know a lot there's a lot to learn <laughs> yeah well, I, <laughs> on any what, subject <laughs> what do i always say oh you can always learn something right you're always learning always learn yeah. something and doing this show this is going to be if you're listening hopefully you're here listening out there somewhere uh, this is the final chapter by chapter episode for the batman uh it is chapter 19 and we're going to talk about the credits and when people say really you're going to talk about the credits yes specifically not the entire credits we're not going to talk about who was the key grip and all this you know and how the key grip uh or boom operator you know our best boy how it influenced the batman we're going to talk about the special thanks, the individuals that director Matt Reeves gave a special thanks to that you see at almost, almost the very end 
of the credits. Um, so, and after that, chapter by chapter, we'll spin off to its own podcast, and we're going to start with Batman 89. And I know you can't see this, but Ryan Haas has a Batman 89 t-shirt on. How about that? So we're going to get to that. So Batman uh, Batman on film, chapter by chapter, will be its own podcast. We'll start with Batman 89 here shortly. But let's go back to the most recent Batman live-action solo film, The Batman, which came out this year. And here we are at the end, chapter 19, the credits. It's been a long uh, ride here, Ron Lauer, right, on this? It has. I did not look up and see when we did the first one. Yeah. Did you... Hmm. And I started all this with like, you always learn something. I learned quite a bit throughout this uh, experience, learned things and saw things about the Batman that I didn't notice even, you know, I've seen it, what, probably 30 something times, but to watch it at 10 minute clips and really focus in, it's been pretty, mm-hmm. it's been pretty uh, eye opening to say the least. So let's get to this. Let's get to the credits. I want to start with this. I, I don't know. Uh, I told Lauer off uh, before we started recording, Haas, that I kind of look at this, the people that are on here, and you think, okay, there was like, it's, I found it like two groups. There were some things mm-hmm. that you can see straight up Batman stories that were an influence on the Batman. And so you give shout out to those people. And then I think some of them also this other category, or maybe are folks who were influences on Matt Reeves as a Batman fan. Yeah, totally. So we can get into that as we go through. So I want to ask you all, I'll start with you, Lauer. What based on the folks that are listed here, mm-hmm. What comic, what do you see the comic book stories that were influences on the Batman? Um, talent listed Frank Miller, David Meza. I always, I hear it both ways. Meza Chelly or Chelly? Chelly, okay. David Meza Chelly, both of them for year one. Obviously, Jeff okay. Loeb, Tim Sale, Long Halloween. Yep. Um, and I don't know if this is me thinking it or it's just because I heard Matt Reeves say it so much. Darwin Cook for Ego. Yeah. The Discovery itself, Gary Frank, Jeff Johns for the Earth One stories. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the stories themselves. themselves. Um, and I actually did see, or I thought of for sure, these are like instant and in watching it. I'm like, oh yeah, I got it, got it, got it. Um, Greg Capolo, Scott Snyder for zero year. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and like looking at these, those are like the the instant like stories I I can feel. I wrote this. down year one ego long Halloween Earth one zero year mm-hmm. when I looked at it. Okay. Haas, what do you think? I mean, you y'all have hit the hit the highlights there you I, the two groups they're like the foundational core batman stories like long halloween and year one and then the mm-hmm. more modern ones that are definitely shaping this are earth one volumes one and two at least yeah and and zero year those are all the big the big ones that i noticed 
what okay let's focus on those then what and continue on Haas your what did you mm-hmm. what of year one did you see in the Batman in year one yeah just the the vibe you know yeah Reeves would always has you know and Reeves has um compared to a lot of other Batman filmmakers has has done lots of interviews and had a whole commentary on this uh home video release and um yeah, so you get your two core characters, Bruce and Selena. I think they they're really uh, ripped from the pages of 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 year one. Um, when Bruce, you know, is the grip the the grifter, the drifter, you know, um, mm-hmm. just what does he do when he can't be Batman? He he's and he's not really thrilled about being Bruce Wayne. You don't see a lot of Playboy Bruce Wayne in year one. He's just back in Gotham, obsessed, trying to be Batman. And that whole general vibe is is all over the movie, um, and then Selena as well, just being somebody that, that's like part of Gotham and is trying to find her place in it. Um, but seeing Reeves like grab that and use other influences to kind of make his own ver- vision of of what Batman looks like in any year two era mm-hmm. made made the most sense to me. When I first saw it year one struck me almost from the beginning when I saw him walking in the, in the streets in the rain at Halloween, you know, I'm like that, you know, drifter, the drifter, Bruce Wayne, I went and the, the journal, you know, the voiceover, which ended Mm -hmm. up being the, you know, a journal, he's keeping a journal. I'm like, this is year one. This is year one inspired. And as you said, this, the vibe of, the film overall is very year one-ish. And I, I say, Lauer, you, I think we talked about this. Am I wrong to say that you didn't see as the year one as strongly as I did? And with Haas the, apparently did? Or did, with him walking were you through that, the streets at the beginning? Yeah. I, did, I yeah. did not connect with year one instantly by okay. looking at that. Um, there was something with the, definitely with Selena, like, that one jumped out to me right away of like, oh yeah, this is Selena year one, hundred percent. Um, there is a little bit in some of Mazzuccelli's art. I think there it's a, it's represented really well on screen with different parts of Gotham um, and Batman and, and stuff like that. I do think that that, that to me felt it. Uh, but yeah, I mean him, you know, as a streetwalker, I, I just for some reason I didn't and maybe that was because it wasn't directly lifted of him in the stocking cap and mm-hmm. a star on his face and, and that stuff. Maybe that's why I didn't think of it right away. But I almost I know you almost revoked my bat fan card because I didn't get it and everybody else I did. Not, sir, that's not my job. <laughs> that's someone else's. <laughs> okay, my bad. <laughs> but yeah, so you know, I felt like, oh no, I I missed out on something that everybody else got. But yeah, it's okay. It's what did fine. you did you do you see it now? Are you still kind of like I don't see it as much as Bill Ramey does? I pointed out because everybody else saw it and I didn't. I think even Reeves might have made a comment about that at some point that I saw or read or two. So it's just like, oh, well, I know that's it because I've been told that's it. I still don't okay. fully hundred percent get that, but I, I mean, well, it, it makes total sense. This is <laughs> it is you know more sub more subjective you know mm-hmm. when you when you the way you 
take influences anyway. So let me lead you into this, since this is your favorite Batman story, Long Halloween. You Ooh, saw yeah. Long Halloween in it. Okay, so all right. You, Tell yes, us I did. about that. Okay, because I did well, too. Definitely, yeah. definitely, I mean, the scar does not show up on Falcone's face until Long Halloween. It's not there until year one. Um, that, obviously... And then when Falcone says to Bruce on the steps about, uh, you know, his dad operating on him, I was like, that's flat out Long Halloween, in which we talked about, too, that Turturro was the one that came up with that, of including that in the movie. So he did his homework. Um, I got that. Obviously, the fact that it takes, like, it opens up on Halloween. Of course, we'll get everybody to, to think, oh, that's, it's Halloween. It's all Halloween. But then, you know, there's the... The noir vibe also mm-hmm. and playing heavily in you know in, in shadows and stuff like that to me was flat out hollow like long halloween influenced obviously not the same kills on holidays and, and all that stuff this was not straight from the <laughs> straight from the pages a live action adaptation it was an influence on on mood and then that little bit that Turturro brought to me like you know got me mm-hmm. giddy Haas, speaking of Long Halloween, uh, continue with mm-hmm. respond to, to Lauer. And also, I would, and what, I was just thinking, both the Dark Knight and the Batman are inspired by Long Halloween or influenced by Long Halloween, but they use it in different ways. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, the Dark Knight would use it more as the obviously the two-faced stuff and then the the escalation the the a lot of the big plot of the the long halloween revolves on gotham transitioning from a city of run by the mob to uh, to batman in the middle and, and the freaks taking over that's not as prevalent in the batman uh it takes more of the the mob angle the crime stuff mm-hmm. and batman is emerging and freaking people out um and it doesn't quite get to that tipping point with with a villain yet, um, because largely in the city at large in the movie, you know, the Riddler, he he takes over the minds of the people kind of in a way, but it's not as much as a really. And, but he's like the only main, main major villain that's like showing yeah. his face or lack thereof in the city. Do you either of you see? We know Tim Sell did the art on the Long Halloween, the late great Tim Sell. Um, do you see? So he's, yeah, he's going to be included if they're going to, they're going to uh, acknowledge the Long Halloween. Do y'all see any of his 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 Batman art in the Batman, like Tim uh, Tim Sell inspired in any way or make? I don't. Yeah, because I, I do necessarily. Yeah. I, I feel like yeah. Sale's a bit exaggerated with his Batman art, and that's yeah. not a, a criticism. I think he is a little exaggerated, and I mean, I just you know reread the Haunted Night uh, collection, and to, to see the jump of what he did with Batman's cape between that and the Long Halloween, like the Long Halloween started to bring in like the long, and then the tips of the. It's like the the cape had a um, personality of its own yeah, yeah. And, like the tips of that curving you know and it started yeah, to get yeah. a little exaggerated and stuff and that that just appeal or doesn't seem to fit into reeves's world um wouldn't that be something though of like 
as as he's talking, it's almost like it plays like the symbiote on in the Spider-Man movies in the caves behind it, just like yeah. curling and moving. Yeah. And Kelly Jones is like, well, I can take this a step further. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, can, I can go further with this. And the cape starts talking to Batman. Have you seen the 90s variants that, that, that are coming out? There's one that's got Batman and Superman where the capes are so crazy. They're like flowing in front of their faces. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's funny. Um, I can say that I got ego pretty strongly from the Batman. The the struggle Bruce Wayne is having being not being Batman. He's basically in this in the movie. He is Batman consumed, or Batman consumes him. And that's all there is. There's really like Bruce Wayne doesn't even exist mm, until yeah. till the later, you know, later in the film. That's part of the arc. So I, I you know, of course, we didn't we don't see Bruce Wayne having this uh, conversation with Batman like we see in Ego. But I get I get the inspiration. Totally. What do you all think? Go ahead. Ash. You can go first. I think I keep jumping in fast. That's okay. Um, yeah, like he he's definitely consumed by Batman. And that's one of the things that people seem to ha- have either e- either love it or you hate it. I haven't seen a lot of middle middle grade in there. Uh, even the people that it doesn't like, exist. It's one or the other. It's one or the other. Damn yeah, it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, it's definitely one of the things in the movie that sets that Bruce Wayne apart from other ones other interpretations to have one that's so consumed by batman that 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 bruce wayne real or perceived fake bruce wayne doesn't exist or or the movie focuses on batman so much that it's trying to show that he's he's his mission really is the only thing that he's 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 there for you get a little bit of that in, in the dark knight rises of course but it's not it's a it's a different take on it um and it, for me i was unsure about that when i going into the movie but it made total sense the way it was executed and like you said bill because it is part of the arc it pays off towards the end of the movie it pays off i can't imagine not being so upset with i didn't see playboy fake bruce wayne to where you don't get to enjoy i think the movie that was the most powerful (laughs) connection i've had to to batman and bruce was in the Batman because of his turn starting, mm-hmm. you know, when he visits Alfred and Alfred, you know, yeah, that's one of the, and the most it, best scenes in the whole movie yeah. for me. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it continues, um, you know, from that point on up until we get to the, the end um, where he's uh, when the, you know, he beats the shit out of that, that, that last goon Riddler follower. Yeah. And then he says, I'm, you know, you know, who in the hell are you? And he, I'm vengeance. And, you know, it just snapped. That's like the final little domino falling in yeah. his head of like, I, I, this was me. And then, you know, and then he just turns heroic Batman. Hold, hold it. He, he reaches out his hand to the kid, just yeah. like Alfred reached out his hand to Bruce Wayne in the hospital. But that's getting on another tangent. Well, we can still talk about it because it's part of the film. But yeah, I mean, that was just great stuff. Um, you know, speaking about that, um, the whole, the, the, the straight up line, I'm vengeance. And yeah. 
that transition from being a symbol of vengeance to a symbol of hope for the city like that is right out of batman ego you know yeah those lines and and that and the end of of ego like it's all right there so i was a little yeah i know that reeves said from that first fandom conversation that he brought up batman ego and uh i i was not worried you know but i was like huh interesting ego is not like one of my go-to batman stories whenever i have free time and i want to revisit um because it is a it's a different kind of tale you know it's not big action fighting sort of stuff um I think it's good. That's not like a negative. Um, I was slightly like really in- interested and intrigued to see how how ego was uh, such an influence for Reeves. Because it's like, are we going to have like, because, you know, you get that book and you have Bruce looking at a monitor that's got Batman and they're talking back and forth. And then the Batman is like haunting him. As, yeah. in, in stuff. Got and I'm like crazy. He's it? got crazy ass teeth. And, and, and it, I was a yeah. I, I was How's he gonna do this? I hope that doesn't come, but we'll see the movie. We'll see the movie. <laughs> so I was relieved at how restricted he was in the influence of ego, but in which I think the the most you can get is the journal, you know, the journal readings as he's doing like a self-analysis and and reliving what he just went through the night before and stuff like that. And that's where and then the idea of bridging the gap of vengeance and hope and and stuff like i was really happy that that was the route he took it instead of like a direct here's a a monster batman you know (laughs) sort of approach maybe that's a deleted scene that he didn't include (laughs) you could have had you know if he did that where you know bruce is down in the bat cave and he has those monitors he could look up and there's there's batman and he starts having this conversation and Batman goes, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, what the hell going on here? I mean, I, I'd have allowed it. I'd be fine with it. I'm like, wow, they're really, they really know <laughs> what they have here. With those lines. <laughs> <laughs> so talk about what do you see with earth one? <clears throat> earth one is definitely okay. So like, Ego has the symbol of, you know, terror, the symbol of hope. But Earth One is the one that actually has the the I'm vengeance line in it. Um, mm-hmm. And that one has Earth One has kind of popularized this more like military, militaristic, harder edged Alfred um, that yes. I see a lot of in the film. Um you know, white goatee, like drill sergeant Alfred. <laughs> you totally see that in the movie. Um, and it's more, it's got a more ground up realistic Batman. You know, you see the, the way that Gary Frank does all that artwork, you know, it's, it's very intentional. The way that they've drawn the cowl is more, it's more like Bruce and Alfred kind of creating the Batman and you've got like the realistic eyes. You don't have the white, uh, you know, eyes as, as Mm -hmm. in most comics in that. And a lot of takes on characters that are just slightly atypical from the comics um how like the penguins the mayor and the high society and the riddler stuff in, in the volume two of earth one is is very very similar all the way down to the, the plot of you know blowing up the city and mm-hmm. things like that yeah I'll so go, yeah go, go ahead, ahead go sorry ahead, okay no, no, um no. i'm vengeance 
which was from that first trailer. And then uh, the Riddler, because Earth One Volume Two, you know, was probably the first time people started complaining that the Riddler wasn't wearing a onesie. Um, his whole plot of seven vans with bombs from the movie, you know, like the Riddler had vans with bombs. Um, then, yeah, I think like um, not the first to do it, but you can see Alfred. Not just like not straight up, just a butler. I do think that Andy mm-hmm. Circus, even though we don't get a ton, um, a little bit of that relationship um, distance in the Earth One books, I think, I think, had uh, impressed Reeves to use in the movie. Uh, and then, I mean, even as much as Thomas Wayne Vermeer, like that was in the Earth One mm-hmm. books too. Not saying that was the only place that it's ever been, but it's like those quickly to me were that was definitely kind of like how Selena jumped instantly made me think of year one. It's like those things instantly made me think of birth one uh, from the movie. It's almost like in the line to Turo on made me think long Halloween. Those were like, those are just and, some of the snap instant things to me. And I forgot the, the probably one of the, the, the bigger influences too, is like, it's, right off the bat in earth one volume one you see that this is a early not at his peak batman when he fires the grap the grapnel launcher and mm-hmm. misses the the building and falls down you know like there's yeah. a moment like that in the batman where he mm-hmm. like jumps off the, the roof and he doesn't have this like keaton-esque like roll and i'm great you know yeah. landing like he not my first rodeo yeah exactly <laughs> he like lands on the ground and barely makes it up you know that felt like that was kind of a good parallel i agree with both of you on the earth one stuff i would say it didn't hit me as strongly upon first viewing as the others did but yeah it's definitely there so that's that's shout out to jeff johns and gary frank ego shout out to darwin cook late great darwin cook and some of these are um, also because they're all so fresh in my mind because they are mm-hmm. stories that I've reread quite a bit. So I've yeah, reread and, the and, Earth, and Earth a one, lot. Earth one, one, three, it just came come out, you know, um, yeah, relatively recently. So yeah, they were definitely on my mind. Yeah, we I, we were even talking about them, Laura, when Volume Three came out, and I started to reread the early ones. And as I found references, I was texting you guys. I'm like, look, the visions thing is right in there. It's all connected. (laughs) So that's why, (laughs) you know, that's why those are so easy. Whereas some of the deep pulls in this, in this, thank you, you know, special shout out list and all that maybe doesn't click because I'm not as familiar to where some of the stories that those, you know, creators wrote or illustrated, maybe it's just as obvious in those stories as earth one and year one is to us. It's just, I have. I'm not haven't reread those or even read some of those um, as often. I would say that um, fit to finish up here. Um, zero year, mm-hmm. pretty recent. Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo. What um, what was it? What stood out? Was there anything instant for you on zero year? Uh, the the contact lens camera. Contact lens. That's real. That's 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 very subtle. Um, 
the flooding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the flooding. That's what I picked up on. The jog. And, the you know, I mean, oh, okay. Yeah. At the yeah. end, the shape of almost the little, the little, I mean, yeah. I don't know if you'd call it subtle. I think it's subtle because it's not a big old, like, this is yeah. a bat on the front. But, the you know, the shape, I think, is like it. Like, the, you know one that, of the first time we see Batman in Zero Year, he's on yeah. that bike. You yeah, know that, and just that, that, just the rid- go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. I'll, <laughs> I'll Bill first, say, then <laughs> Real yeah. quick, real quick. You know, the motorcycle at the end with the bat, mm. mm-hmm. well, the shield, you know. Yeah. Flower that shield's made out of diamonds, and that's why Mr. <laughs> Freeze is after gonna be after Batman scene. But go ahead, go ahead. That's in the oh, sequel. Man. He's like, Some yeah. son of a bitch took my bike. <laughs> Batman <laughs> 2, Heart of Ice, like you know, yeah. so original. We know we all know it's <laughs> um yeah. Yeah, I mean it's your year zero year is yet another good tale of like early Batman paralleled with like where gotham is at too and i feel like those things are right on the level uh in the batman and a lot of really great batman stories like don't ignore where gotham is at as well and and where where batman has how batman is affecting that or not enough or too much um so zero year has definitely got that the makeshift batman on the motor on the on the motorcycle that's that's definitely part of it and the Riddler, you know, everything the Riddler does in terms mm-hmm. of being somebody that feels like they are doing what they think is the right thing to do, but that happens to make them a villain mm-hmm. um, and, and trying to show things, uh, corruption in the city to the masses, like that's part of it. I also wrote down, <clears throat> and I don't know if there's any anything specific story-wise but th- there's a strong, and this this is because this is where I cut my teeth as a Batman fan in the comics. It was in the 70s. There's some. There's a 70s vibe here from the 70s comics in the Batman. I think that's where you get your, um, you know, um, Marshall Roaster Rogers. Batmo- Mo- Roaster uh, Batmobile too, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. It was more of a car in the yeah. 70s. Steve Englehart, Neil Adams. I mean, the Neil, I mean, the car being a muscle car, Neil Adams you know, drew it early on as kind of a Camaro slash Firebird type of muscle car Mustang. Um, you get, you know, the new Adams and, and then, you know, uh, uh, Denny O'Neill, all that, lots of seventies, just a seventies vibe. And I'm sure me, look, that, um, that Matt Reeves and I are like the exact same vintage. So I'm sure he read a lot of the comics I did as a kid. He mentioned so much in all of his anytime that somebody would talk to him about, you know, influences of, you know, these 70s films mm-hmm. that it just, I think we were all probably aware of it, but the fact that we're familiar with that source material of, you know, Neil Adams and then also Strange Apparitions, mm-hmm. there is like a vibe there that we can't, I think, does translate to screen. Uh, the yeah. movie does not feel dated in any way or like this takes no. place in the seventies, but it's like, there is something about that kind it's, of vibe that that detective noir vibe. Yes. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> one last overt inspiration. Uh, this would be visually Lieber Mayho's version of the bat suit. I'm unfamiliar. Who's this Bermejo guy? I see a, I, I, I see a little bit of Lee in it. Just a little, a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit, huh? 
Bauer, mm-hmm. since you're a Lieber Mayo super fan. <laughs> I mean, that uh, suit is straight up Lieber Mayo. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and Lee, let's see. Remember he did the, for the Batman, he did a nod to the year one image um, mm-hmm. up against the brick wall. Mm-hmm. Right. And, he, you know, and he did the Batman suit, but you could almost like, you could take away the Batman title and it would just be like, oh, look at that. He did a cool year one nod in the the Lieber Mayo style suit. Like you wouldn't even necessarily can need if the Batman hadn't, I don't know. All this is just to say like, yes, I fully agree. <laughs> yes. I think we talked to him. Did we talk to him about the imposter suit or maybe it was on something else? I don't know. I'd heard him even say if he wasn't mm. even for the imposter cover uh, that like he wasn't trying to do the patents and suit, but you, you yeah. just kind of seem like, man, that was what those us. are. Yeah. Maybe it's just like one little bit removed, and otherwise it's it's all like oh, it's so similar. So yeah, absolutely. With that, almost more so that we'll see. I think now the Joker design is being Joker influenced, like his illustration. And with, I mean, with that, I mean Bermeo's number one partner, Brian Azzarello. Um, Azzarello has a history of doing very grounded, gritty stories as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so Joker, and then Batman: Broken City is very uh very gritty that Eduardo Eduardo Rizzo mm-hmm. did the art of but he didn't get a shot so I don't I don't know that that story influenced much for me because I feel like if that story did at all he would have been shout out to so I think Azarello Azarello's name is also in the credits so I feel like it's very joker joker based on that influence but yeah yeah Haas yeah I mean yeah yes yeah every time i see the lee bermejo batman uh we always want to you know I, I think of you know armor front flight suit batman and this totally fits that vibe but they've but again it's not like a lot of other influences in the film it's not just a straight lift it's take yeah. this and how do we push it into this overall new vision where it's 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 more self-constructed and and it's it fits a slightly different vibe you know because bermejo's fits more into this modern day aesthetic yeah and 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 there's that little like noir twist that that reeves has on this doesn't year one volume one doesn't there's isn't there stitching shown on the on the earth one yes i'm sorry isn't there Uh, stitching on the on the cow gary frank it's a lot. It's yeah, awkward. you can see you can see that though it's not a smooth cowl. You've, okay. you've you've got the it's it's more constructed. Yes. So that's that's what we got for the you know like I say the overt. I mean ones that were just straight up and straight up uh, uh, obvious inspirations, and and of course in Reeves has talked about it as well. Um, any final words, either one of y'all, on just on that this part of the credits and the, those you know, folks I, he mentioned? I think this fits under that, but um, oh my gosh, I'm looking for his name, Kyle Higgins, and then yeah, Trevor get, McCarthy. Yeah, and and Scott Snyder. That you get Batman and Gates of Gotham. There you go. Yeah, the that's that's Edward a clear Elliot. So when yeah. the Elliot name was brought up, the Edward Elliot, that's a descendant of Tommy Elliot in Gates of Gotham. Mm-hmm. Um, and that whole book is a, is about, you know, Batman uncovering this like, you know, very long running corruption in the city. 
you know like so yeah. it's not exactly the same mystery per se but it's no and i mean that it's, same it's a, vibe that's the same and it's it's in that era of uh bill's favorite the batman omega sanction yeah um oh it leads into the return of bruce wayne yeah yeah Yeah. but dick grayson's under the cow but i mean it's Mm -hmm. that's a really good story i do like that story quite a bit and yeah i mean just to pull from that like you said yeah hoss uncovering a city's history but then also just the flat-out mention of edward elliott all right let's move on to some of these other shout outs some of these other folks um some of these i knew some of them i did not so I educated myself a little bit. Um, I want to say that several of these were probably, I mean, they've got to be influences just on Reeves as a Batman fan and his Batman fandom. I think, I mean, Jerry Robinson, I don't see anything specific. I would say that's Jerry Robinson, but Jerry Robinson had such a huge influence on what is Batman, you know, from back in the day that, Mm -hmm. I mean, you got to include him because I would say after Bob Kane and Bill Finger, I mean, it's almost Jerry Robinson. You can make a case that he could get that, you know, acknowledgement as well. Yeah. Well, plus as a co-creator of the Joker too, when you look at the, the, the way that they took that very early, you know, scarred, kind of individual yeah with that way with it because reeves did say he he went with the part of the inspiration for the joker was the uh man who laughs silent movie conrad veit i believe Mm -hmm. played Mm -hmm. uh gwendol Payne. gwendol gwendol Payne. i can't i don't i forget how to pronounce that correctly the the man the man who laughs, the man you know, who laughs. yeah. So <laughs> with the carved face, but or he's that should have been a can't. Yeah, yeah. Been and the, if it was the Joker's credit in the movie was the man who laughs, not yeah. the unseen Arkham Prison. I know. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Because uh, the still character in the man who yeah. laughs, he's not a cut smile. It's he was born with the, with this frozen the, affliction. Yeah. And this is what they're that Reeves went with. You know, he has some sort of affliction that causes him to have this permanent smile. Um, Bob Haney, old school Batman um, writer. Uh, did you know he he created the Teen Titans? They're not in the I film. I did not know this until he created Enchantress. Looking this up. Oh, she was not awesome. in the film. That's called right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Metamorpho, the Element Man. But uh, I I think he hung his hat on Batman. Lots of Batman, the brave and the bold stuff. Mm, mm -hmm. So I've I've, I've knew about Mr. Haney, Steve Lever. Go ahead. Go ahead. Some of his issues, right? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think because, you know, I just I read quite a bit last or earlier this year. Some of these. Yeah. Some of them are old school classic. Golden Age, Silver Age guys. Some of them are relatively new. Y'all, ch- I just yeah. want to mention. Y'all chime in and with thoughts when I go through these. Steve Lieber, Bruce Wayne murderer. Totally, yeah, totally unfamiliar with. Well, I was with with Bob Haney. The name sounded kind of yeah. familiar, but Lieber, yeah, I, I had no clue on Lieber. Myself, 
Brian Haas, any thoughts Same. on either one of them? Okay. Jack Schiff was interesting. Uh, I did not know that he was the editor over Batman from 1942 to 1964, and he was replaced by Julie Swartz. Heard um, of that guy. He is responsible for the story, Detect uh, Detective Comics number 60, the case of the, uh, what was it called? Um, case of the Costume Cloud Killers. The Bat Signal was introduced. Okay. In that issue. And he brought in some of the more fantastical elements into Batman comics that we saw in the 50s and early 60s. Mm. And that's when they made a uh, editorial change in 64 with Julie Swartz. I can't say that I saw any of that stuff. Well, the bad signal is in the Batman. Yeah. It is. Mm -hmm. Yes. There you go. We have a signal. We have a signal. Uh, yeah, I mentioned the, gor Kyle the gorilla. The, yeah. the gorilla. I was going to say the gorilla boss of Gotham City. You know, that's obviously not in the movie either. But y'all mentioned Kyle Higgins. I was unfamiliar. Just I was familiar, but unfamiliar. You know, with the name. Yeah, he. Yeah, it was. That's the get. He 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 co-wrote Gates of Gotham and a lot of Nightwing. You know, when I reviewed yeah. Nightwing for Bof, he did. I think was it the that was the new fifty two nightwing yeah i think a lot of that and he's done some he batman beyond stuff he did some really good batman beyond 2.0 uh comics also have you read gates of gotham bill i have not i think it's worth reading it's worth reading okay. for sure dick grayson is batman but they don't do any kind of let's talk omega sanctioning or anything like that it's just yeah it's, it's a good it's a like cool gotham got, world gotham world building kind of book, okay the history of gotham mm -hmm. Irv Novik, I was familiar with. Um, yeah, he's a like a like a I don't know underrated, overlooked '70s Batman artist, right? Yes. And I was looking that up, and he in and and the more realistic Batmobile is part of his mm -hmm. his time. You know, he, he's a, he's in the same time era as you know Neil Adams as a regular on the books. Yes, he is part of the along with Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams were part of that group yeah. who. Um, brought Batman back to his dark and serious roots started in 1969. He did the art for uh, one bullet too many as Batman 217, 1969. That's when they sent Dick Grayson off to college and Batman, Batman moved to out of Wayne Manor to downtown Gotham in a penthouse. Mm -hmm. And where does he live in the Batman? He lives in a penthouse in Wayne tower. So yeah, one Novik was. Many. I was telling before we started recording with Bill, I was going through the my tales of the Batman Len Wein collection, and he did quite a few illustrated stories with Len Wein, including one with the Gentleman Ghosts. Um, so that's where I was like, I know that his name sounds familiar, but I couldn't track down specific stories. And yeah, there's some in there that he did with Len Wein that are pretty damn good. Edmund Hamilton. He was a, just an early Batman Detectives comics guy, 40s to the 60s. Hmm. That's got to be a someone whose work that Matt Reeves was familiar with. <laughs> Made Reeves Batman a fan. fan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I did not know who Staz Johnson was. Oh, Me Staz either. Johnson. That's, yes. a, that's, that's your 90s, 90s artist. Yes. 
Oh yeah, I, uh, Cataclysm and No Man's Land. Yeah, starting to go through some of that with Pete. Yeah, Banana uh, Pockets himself, and yeah, he's <laughs> Stas Johnson. Yeah, for for when you say Stas Johnson, I think of of Tim Drake Robin. Uh, mm. He he's done a lot of art for that, okay. and that we've started to kind of cover on the Everyone Loves the Drake podcast recently. So we're kind of in that Stas Johnson era there. Trevor McCarthy. 2000s artist, artist. so it's contemporary yeah didn't know this individual but i can after doing some investigation i can see um bronwyn carlton she had a run on catwoman a while mm-hmm. back um batman officer down was on that one as well and i think she did uh at least one book in no man's land yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. So that some of the others are more. These were some of the ones that I thought were maybe I had to do a little research on, but we know. Okay, I'm gonna throw these out, and y'all just have a reaction. Chuck Dixon, the '90s I, Batman, like to a T. Him and his partner, usual partner Graham Nolan, mm-hmm. um, who was almost like a living bane. He posts his stuff on Instagram, and yeah, he's a he is a yeah. very uh, muscular man. Um, those two, other than like the the Batman ending on what could possibly be like a no man's landish thing, I don't know the influences there directly tying into the Batman mm-hmm. Hoss. This is this is your hmm. area. They were their style of comics and storytelling were was are. It's so tight and so well crafted as comic books to me of that era. Mm-hmm. They, when you read their stories, they really like to kind of thread the needle, like where you're reading a story. They did really, it's really masterful the way you could read a story. There's always the A plot, there's always the B plot, but sometimes gotcha. you'll get like a like a page here that's like, oh, but this thing's coming, you know. Don't think about that so like you can see some thread the needle things in the batman it's not maybe as like hit you over the head it's very subtle mm-hmm, right sure. where you can think of like oh i can see where these little branches could go off from this movie uh for a sequel or whatever um but that's kind of what and and a lot of the dixon stuff ha- always did have a fair amount of detective elements to it yeah you know there was yeah. usually some sort of point it was it was a lot of action but it was a lot of good like balanced stuff with between you know the the character a lot of good character dynamic work and a lot of a lot of detective work in in dixon writing and brubaker i'd team him with greg rucka and it's funny because i have not read gotham central the Uh, highly acclaimed gotham central but i i know uh kinsey from the batman yeah is a character in gotham central and then actually our our boy Bill, you son of a bitch. Yes, Bach. Um, I actually got to him. I meant to mention it earlier. I don't know this if he's in Gotham Central, but he is in and going through the road to No Man's Land right now. Um, Bach is in the comics. Mm-hmm. There's, he's not a son of a bitch. There's Mackenzie Bach and Kinsey and Kinsey. Yeah. So Seth. I just remember Kinsey is. Uh, What's he? What does what does Batman say? Who's the calls him the broke? Who's the broken nose? 
He's the broken nose. What's the line exactly? Oh, man, I don't know. Yeah. Moonlight's Moonlight's for the penguin, or mainly moon, Moonlight's is a... He moves oh, man, the top, I don't know. He says. Where's our script book? Yeah, yes. yeah. Mine's in the way. It's not here yet. <laughs> and then I always remember, you know, Bach, McKenzie Bach goes, you son of a bitch. <laughs> um, a lot of these guys go together, and I'm glad you're pointing yeah. it out. Uh, yeah. Jim Aparo. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Possibly Mount Rushmore of yeah. Batman artists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. He uh, across so many eras too, from like mm-hmm. what was it like 70s to 90s, basically? He was so yeah. much <laughs> brave like... in the bold 70s and 80s, and then got into like the main Batman title and like yeah. detective stuff. I think I think uh toward the back half of the 80s and then into the yeah. 90s, and then it was almost like a baton from him to Brave Bubble. And that was my introduction to Batman. So mm-hmm. you know, my intro would were like the goats. <laughs> uh ooh, some most of these um i think we've mentioned all already let me see make sure i don't miss anything about i think we we did we talked about um jeff johns and gary frank that's that's earth one for sure um i got one for you yep dick spring i'm just getting there thank you <laughs> how about you that my mind yeah. yes dick spring uh Haas, did you know that Dick Spring is probably the most influential artist on Lieber Mayho when it comes to Batman? I have not heard that story. He told me in Lauer that in person. Well, kind of in person. That's amazing. Zoom. Yeah. He loves Dick Spring. And I yeah. and I mentioned to him, I was like, that's like hearing that Bill loves Batman of Zero and R. Yeah. Like, yeah. it just so what was the reason like what was the reason just the fact that he could like get like just these crazy iconic like yeah and then Bermuda even had like kind of a Dick Spring homage cover recently on, on yeah some, I got a some poster anniversary yeah, issue he, it's yeah. excellent art I, yeah. yeah yeah he's I, th- I think I think it's a bit of like a different and you see Dick Spring you know it's Dick Spring yeah from what I remember it's like that was some of what he what he'd said like the signature yeah. style yeah like even yeah. when you look at um but you know the the kind of batman art you would see in dick springs era you can tell what's what isn't isn't dick spring mm-hmm. yeah and you know i think of uh matt reeves liking the 60s show and the that era and that period with the iconic you know villains and stuff i jumped to dick spring too because he those are like the classic very classic you know Dick Springs uh Joker is is you know it when you see it. Mm-hmm. Like you know any really any of the Batman characters, right? Like you said, you know yeah. Dick Spring. Because when it's, I think it's, of it's yeah. got that cartoonist slant to it where it's yeah. very, you know, very stylized. It's um, I, yeah, it, it's one of the names that definitely in first seeing in the special thanks that stood out to me because it fits right along with Bill, like I said, of you and Zernar and Bermeo and Dick Sprang of like, oh, really? The Batman, perhaps the darkest Batman movie yet. And that's like such a Sprang was such a, you know, bright and fun era of of Batman. It's really like, huh. What did I think of maybe when I think of Golden Age? Well, it's probably when I think of Golden Age Batman, I think of Dick Sprang, that 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 version of. I mean, you see it in the Brave and the Bold animated series. Oh, yeah. 
And so yeah, maybe in reading yeah. through a lot of these names, it definitely it made me realize of like, this is, this is I mean, isn't it called special thank you? Or oh, special the, thanks, yeah. Special thanks. It's not saying yeah. we have to give credit also too. So it's not, so as we've been, you know, throwing names back and forth here, it's like some of them we do see, oh, their work did pop up in the movie. Some of these are probably just like fan appreciation, you know, from Matt Reeves and crew. So, it, you know, not every single one has an exact like mm-hmm. Dick Sprang. I think there's definitely uh, communications like we, was not a sign in Gotham in the movie. Like we said know? in the beginning, uh, I think there's the, the ones that are just obvious that we talked mm-hmm. about in the beginning. And then the ones that were, you know, it's the, the fan part from Matt Reeves that he wanted to mention. Cause I get some of them since again, we're the same age. Um, anybody I'm missing here. I, you know, hell I would have a lot of these on here. If I was throwing out a special thanks, I'd probably even throw in, mm-hmm. I would have thrown in Adam West. Just, yeah. I, I mean, he's not an art. I know he's, <clears throat> I know what he was going for here. He was given credit to artists and the writers who often don't get get the credit. Yeah. But there's there's no <laughs> way that Matt Reeves wasn't influenced by the 60s TV series either. It's starting to become a, a little bit of a habit, too, because uh, I do know, you know, James Gunn put it uh, in the credits of the Suicide Squad. And I'm not saying it never happened before that, but it almost was like a, a section just like this with as many names included. And I think Black Adam had the same thing. Mm-hmm. So I think there's, this is starting to become a definite, and I'm not saying it's not in other movies either. It's just, it's definitely been noticeable here as I, of late. I yeah. will say, and you know this, Lauer, because Lee told us, Lee was very honored by the fact that his name was in those credits. I mean, yeah. genuinely honored. Um, and was ex- extremely proud that they used his his Batman yeah. as influence on the aesthetic of, of the suit in Pattinson's Batman. All right. So boys, um, final thoughts on the special thanks and then just final thoughts about, I want to just in this series, the final thoughts in this, the Batman chapter by chapter, final thoughts about the Batman as a film overall. okay yeah i mean this this uh i think we've got a lot more out of the the special thanks section than i I even anticipated because it's really fun it's a fun exercise to go through any of these batman movies and kind of get the influences out of it and we've done this exercise kind of amongst ourselves and and during podcasts for other films Uh, you know Hmm. they're very overt and the the Zack Snyder era but it was it was really fun trying to pick the ones out in for the Dark Knight trilogy this is this one's very interesting for the Batman because it's such a big special thanks section and because Reeves has been very forthcoming in interviews and commentaries about what his influences were um this one was cool because it's 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 equal like like we've been talking about it's equal parts like explicit you know references and equal parts like batman history appreciation because it all these people you know it's batman is not a one person show like it's it's been you know 80 years of collective knowledge and work being put together to mm-hmm. keep this character moving forward and reeves obviously like realizes he is right now the the steward of that and as the 
the person carrying the Batman torch uh, at large. It's really cool to see him give, be able to give those people, you know, that kind of credit. Um, interesting that you don't see Bob Kane and Bill Finger in those credits, but they always get the credit. Like it's, it's there at the top. That's <laughs> right. Batman you know, created by that's what I was going to make note of. And then I thought the same thing. I said, well, they got, they get the big, they credit. don't, yeah. They're out of the special thanks category because yeah. they're already on something else yeah. anyway. Um, so yeah, so that was that's been interesting. And yeah, as an exercise, as as this series, uh, it's clear at this point, you know, um, what eight months on that, the Batman is a movie that is definitely worth discussing in that at that level of detail, and it's a movie that continued like every day I'm listening to the score. I'm talking to people about it. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. I, we were talking before the show, like I dressed up like Pattinson's Batman for Halloween. It's, 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 it's a definite inflection point for the character that one that I, I think we're going to be, you know, the flag's been planted and we're about to be part of this world, the specific Batman iteration for quite a while to come. And it's a really cool, thing to do to like analyze it on this level now because there's going to be a lot more to come yeah i agree i i will say just to piggyback out what you said before we get to Lauer's thoughts and I'll, I'll i'll pose this as a question instead of a statement is the batman the most did the bat the film the batman did it rely more on the batman mythos and batman history than any other live action Batman film? I think it's probably more of a composite of previous influences and stories than probably any other Batman film. Yeah. And that's because it was constructed as a, it was constructed from the ground up that way versus more of the regular Hollywood way of just mm-hmm. hiring a writer and they put their stamp on it and the other influences come in from other departments as you go. Um, listening, the, 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 as we know, this was a long creative process for this film. Yeah, The writing process was so laborious and, and uh, fine tooth combed. Um, I, the closest comparison is, is, is the Nolan ones, the Nolan films. Um, but yeah, it was very, they, they, they knew that they were very, they didn't want to be beholden to the comics, but they were very cognizant of like making it mm-hmm. and, and hearing Matt Reeves talk about it. Like some, a lot of the story that they were coming up with, they had it before they, re- before he realized, Oh, Jeff Loeb, he's my, my old professor. Like he wrote this like groundbreaking, like part of the story. And once he found mm-hmm. that it was able to kind of like, keep, he knew he was on the right track, you know? Reverence is a word I think of when it comes yeah. to the Batman. Lauer. Yeah. <clears throat> I think Haas said it really well of got more out of this than I was expecting with names of some that a little Mm -hmm. unfamiliar. And then in in both of you of saying who certain writers or artists, things they worked on, it's like, oh yeah, oh yeah. And then my own discovery of certain names in their, you know, some deep pools, like Irv Novix just stands out because I'm like, I'm more familiar with his work than I knew. And Mm -hmm. I just haven't read those stories in quite a while. So I, you know, lights to fire under my butt that I want to go revisit some of those. Read more Batman comics. Too. Like, Always it can't read, get read enough. Comics. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you know, and he partnered up with, you know, Len Wein, a great writer. Um, 
Bob Haney wrote some stories with, with Neil Adams. Like, go visit that. The bill that you even mentioned of one of them, like, such an important issue in Batman history and stuff. So uh, do yourself a favor. And, yeah, definitely, like, don't just gloss over. Of course, go back and revisit The Long Halloween um, that Loeb and Sale did and all these other familiar ones. But, like, definitely do a favor of going to these lesser known, like, unfortunately, lesser known writers and, and artists. Um because they all had an impact on the guy who made the Batman. And as for, I mean, the Batman as a whole, Bill, I can't wait now that I can actually sit down and watch the movie from beginning to end. Yeah. Um, <laughs> July 6th was the first BOF social hour. Number 72. Okay. Was the first chapter by chapter. So we've been doing this for four months, know, about four months. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good for a three hour movie. Yeah. Yeah. And so thankfully, I don't know. I would say that, I, I want to say Matt Reeves, but I don't know if he had anything to do with it, but the, the way they divided up the Blu-ray into chapters That's helped nice. to keep it, the time down. And cause I looked, cause we're going to do the Batman next pause or Batman, or 89, Batman 89. And like, it's got like 77 chapters to it. <laughs> in a, in a two you know, hour some movie. podcasts do it like minute by minute. So I, each I've podcast is that. a minute. Yeah. Yeah. So for for these others, (laughs) I am going to I'm going to take on the burden of actually watching the film. Oh damn. Yeah, good luck. And I'm going to divide it up for um oh you're gonna create your own time purposes for us. Yes. So I won't do we won't have 77 shows of uh Batman 89 chapter by chapter. I can say that. All right. Um I will just say that the Batman just might be my favorite live action Batman film for a lot of reasons. Uh, It's more in line with what Batman is, my sensibilities than even anything else. And that's not, Mm -hmm. and I'm not one of those, like the Batman's my favorite. Uh, the Dark Knight trilogy can go suck an ass, you know, anything like that. You know, you know, those, those fans do that stuff, you know, sucking ass. <laughs> yeah. It, everything's, you know, it, the, the new thing comes out and what came before sucks. No, I still lo- yeah. adore and love the Dark Knight trilogy, but um, I think that the, the Batman history of it, that Reeves took reverence in really hits a note with me because you, and being able to watch this film the way we did over the last four months really hit that home. Now I can go watch Batman 89 chapter by chapter. I may be saying the same thing about it. Like, cause I'm going to watch it in such detail, <laughs> but I don't know how much more detail I can get. I've seen like Batman 89 more than any Batman movie there is, but I've really enjoyed it. And uh, I'm looking forward to more of this Batman world going forward, starting with the penguin, probably maybe next year mm-hmm. we'll get it, mm-hmm. you know? So that's all I got. So let's let's plug uh, Lauer. I'll let you go first this time. Right. It's, it's, well, I always let you go first. Usually it's Pete because Pete he's got like yeah, 10 I minute, can't ten minutes performance. Thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, mine's simple. Just check out reviews, past interviews, and such with a variety of uh, great people. All that's on Batman on Film. Most recent review is Batman One Twenty Nine. Um, also, my podcast, The Batman Book Club, had a recent episode dropped summarizing or yeah summing up wrapping up all the new batman comics in october there you go 
um, that Bill has also generously posted on Batman on film. It's also available wherever you listen to podcasts. And of course, I can't do a wrap up episode without Boudin Pockets himself, Peter Vera, um, who I hear loves Little Caesars. Um, there's video evidence of that also on Batman on film. So I can't track that down. You won't I, regret that. ever since you've came up with Boudin Pockets and tell me the story. <laughs> I just visualize him flying back to New Jersey from Dallas last April and going through security and he's emptying his stuff out, putting, his little, is it, and putting all like, the boudin in the, put, in the, putting boudin yeah, in, in, in the airport. <laughs> <through security. laughs> all right. Yep. Hoss, what you got? Uh, I have uh, a podcast just this week. Uh, Bill, you posted BOF podcast 203. It's that a, was a good show. I enjoyed listening yeah. to it. I, yeah. I, I'm glad you did. We, you know, let's lots of people got shout outs in that show. Um, it's a initial impressions discussion on the recently released uh, video game Gotham Knights. Uh, it's it's a very hot topic in the Batman world and in the video game world right now. Uh, and so me and Chris Clow and Micah Ramey, you know, really broke that down. And it's a uh, and we talk about a lot of other Batman games and things in there. And if you haven't checked it out, please do. Even if you're on the fence on the game or are not a gamer, I would uh, plead, beg. Not not maybe that, but definitely give it a listen and let us know what you think because we might we might do more little video game spinoffs in the future. Sweet, people like it. Yeah, that was we another we may have another show coming. We got <laughs> Batman of has got like forty seven podcasts now, different podcasts. <laughs> what the hell? Why not? Why not? It's a great way to break up the, the yeah. work, you know. Yeah, and there are a lot of Batman games to talk about, not a just lot. the new ones. So hey, if you want to hear video game yeah. talk, go to the Haas. I mean, that's your source. And then he yeah, brings yeah. in he brings in the professor Christopher Clow. Yeah. Oh my goodness. My yes. Goodness. My son, I, I just he likes video games, right? <laughs> Ryan, he likes yeah. video games. Michael is also yeah. really yeah, he's really yeah. good. And he's a big avid yeah. gamer. It's been wild being able to like me, you know, I've been able to meet micah in person but now i've like i've been playing gotham knights with micah and with chris clow and it's been really it's been it's definitely scratching a batman itch that i didn't even know needed to be itched or scratched like you know you're in there in <laughs> gotham i'm in gotham i'm playing as robin and then all of a sudden you know there's red hood you know he's like hey and you can you know you're talking and you're kind of role playing as it and you're yeah going around the city and doing missions so in other words you're like so that's what that feels like that's exactly it exactly <laughs> You ever stop? Like when you're playing, you were going to think, "I'm playing a video game with Bill Ramey's son." <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Who was a little boy when you, when you started? Oh yeah, we started to film. Yeah, we started to we started talking about references and things. It's like, yeah. oh, what what was this, or when did you read that, or why is it the comics like that? I'm like, oh, that. Have you not read that? That was you know. So I can only so imagine like, those conversations. <laughs> you know, of like. Yeah, so my God, I mean, when you first read The Long Halloween, what did you think of? Oh, no, no, take this guy down. Take down this stuff. Okay. That's right. basically what it was right, like. So anyways, yeah. uh, the first yeah. issue, when did you read that? <laughs> yeah, when that sounds like a good time like, to me. Yeah, like, so what makes Tim Drake the best Robin? Oh, hold on. Let me, like, you know, I need, oh, hold on. I, I need to do it. I need to do an inverted tape down here. <laughs> let me let me stealth, stealth attack this guy first. Good stuff. Yes, check out that show. That is a good podcast. I, I don't even have a PlayStation Five yet, but I loved. I enjoyed listening to um, li- listening to it, and I w- I'd like to play it. Just and you know what? And I say that because I 
I'm listening to the show. Just I just want to try it and see see if it's good. You know, see if I like it. So, and I say that I'm the one who got stuck on freaking Arkham Knight. <laughs> couldn't be couldn't get out of that tunnel with damn thing and quit I on thought it, you so. did get out eventually i never got out of the damn thing oh, oh you never finished oh, i man. even tried to get micah and or jake to to beat it for me so i could go on and they were like oh take time to do that you know old man oh, so whatever okay so all i got is just go to batman on show that's all that you'll all right find, easiest plug <laughs> you'll find comic reviews by all the boys and you'll find all sorts of stuff and even um you can listen to one of our 425 different podcasts. You can find them <laughs> on Batman on film. So for the Ryans, Haas and Lauer, I am Bill. Thanks for listening. Announcer Rachel will take us out. We'll catch you next time. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the BOF Social Hour, Jet's official vlog and podcast on Batman on Film. Follow Jet on Twitter at Batman on Film. Follow the BOF newsfeed on Twitter at the Batman on Film. For Jet and everyone at BOF, I'm announcer Rachel. Authoritative, definitive, the original Batman on Film, established in 1998. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Has the winter season taken a toll on your tile, upholstery, carpet? Call Cyclone Cleaners, 570-726-6200. For all your carpet, upholstery, and ceramic tile cleaning needs, it's Cyclone Cleaners. Also offering odor treatment and soil and stain guard. Choose the only cleaning company that supplies the water to clean your home and disposes of it when they are finished. Call Cyclone Cleaners to schedule your cleaning today, 570-726-6200.